0: Welcome to this episode of the Minnesota Left Handers Podcast. Got a few things happening in the world of golf. That uh, Some big news involving Phil Mickelson that I'll chat about a little bit today. Uh, the PGA Tour is jumping on bracket season. Putting the the Dell match play right in the midst of, of March Madness. Uh, it's a good time to take advantage of all of our bracket talk. Our minds are on our brackets and all those things. So they're placing the... Dell match play right um, right in the middle of of March here. I'm going to talk a little bit about my thoughts on who might win, um, you know, names to look out for, the the grouping strategy that happens right away in the beginning, and why the PGA Tour should do more of this. Um, should have more different formats, different exciting ways that that we get to watch golf. Uh, those of us who play in league, we we get to play different formats i mean i play a, a, a variety of different formats in my league and then i go watch a PJ tour and it's four rounds of stroke play i mean i don't i don't know i mean it, it, there's some interesting stuff P, um you know playoffs uh low scores all that stuff and how it all builds i get it i get it but i think it'd be a lot of fun to see some of those guys playing some of the same formats that you and i do in our leagues um couple of of famous moments from from the match play championship hint 2006 so we'll talk a little bit about that um it is almost course opening time here in minnesota we are getting there The weather's starting to look up a little better i say this as i look outside and there's a little bit of snow falling but it's just flurries and we know that that stuff melts quick um we'll take a look at at you know maybe the extended weather forecast and Talk about a few courses that are opening up here as the as the warm weather gets closer and we can start to think about golf around here in Minnesota. Oh, I've also got a Des Moines golf recap. I got back this weekend, enjoyed it very very much. I'm gonna talk about the courses I played and why you should take a golf solo a golf trip solo. Um, kind of my experience and and what happened for me and and kind of the the fun that I had. So. Let's get to it. I think we'll start here with some big news out of the golf world. Uh, Reigning PGA Championship champion Phil Mickelson will not be playing in the Masters. This was announced just a couple of days ago. Uh, We aren't privy. We aren't really ever told exactly when there is a suspension because as part of the PGA Tour bylaws or rules or is code of ethics or however they want to phrase it they don't have to say if a player is suspended Uh, that stuff has sort of been been shrouded in mystery in the past if you recall Dustin Johnson was um, took an extended six-month leave to to work on his health or or something Um, but there was plenty of of suspicion that it had to do with you know drug addiction and he may have been in rehab and and all that but we don't ever actually know because most of us don't actually get to see dj uh very much and he's just out of sight out of mind for six months and then he's back and you know i I think actually better than ever after he came back but um we don't know where he was or, or why he was gone necessarily not we we can't say for certain that that was a suspension and the same is true here um with phil mickelson all we know is that he will not be playing in the masters news that came out late last week um quick timeline of events here that you got well let's go back let's let's backtrack a little more um to the pga championship last may phil kind of caught lightning in a bottle um it was, it was fun to watch he you know he's the the lovable oaf phil nicholson you know giving his thumbs up here and there kind of everywhere and just everything, everything worked in his favor. He didn't have a great season, but he did win the PGA Championship. Kind of um, like I said, caught lightning in a bottle. And and you know, as the oldest major champion now, it, it it's kind of a neat thing for him. I think a lot of people like Phil, um, and and we're happy to see him win. And then live golf and the Super Golf League, the Saudi Golf League, all that showed up. Um, he had his opinions he there was all this stuff about leverage against the tour uh you know he he referred to to the to tours obnoxious greed and and all of this stuff he he referred to the saudis as uh scary and then we'll just we'll pause there, mother mother something we'll pause there and keep this a little bit family friendly um and in all of this stuff just I think rubbed Jay Monahan the wrong way the commissioner of the PJ tour. I think it just rubbed him the wrong way and uh you know, it, Phil was critical of the tour. Can you be critical of the tour? I would think I would like to think that you could be, but maybe he he pushed the wrong buttons. I'm not here to analyze whether he should or shouldn't be suspended. The the current question is is he and uh for how long and what effect will that have on the masters um, and his future schedule. He came out and apologized sort of for that. I'm, you know, whether we need to do the whole Apollo dazzle parade, I don't know. Um, Is that, is that necessary? Was it something he needed to do? Was it something he needed to say? I don't know. Um, But he did. And I will sort of criticize the apology itself. I'm not sure that it was much of an apology. Um, It just, kind of fell flat because it just there was some sincerity that that was lacking um and so we kind of have to just keep an eye on what his next steps might be here um he once this happened it was like he got he got just raked over the coals um by by some journalists at golf.com golf digest. I've got an article here that I'm going to talk a little bit about from SI. Um, you know, did, did he ruin his reputation? Everything that he had built for so many years, is that just gone? in in, in one short week of, of him taking a stand, should it be gone? Should he be allowed to make those comments? Is that something that we should, that he should be careful his reputation for? I, I don't know. um, the article from SI that I thought was interesting is titled "Phil Mickelson is now in exile, and no one knows what his next move might be." Uh, Bob Harrig, March twenty second, twenty twenty two. Phil, I believe, has played in the Masters every year for something like the last twenty eight years or something like it's it's crazy. It's a long time. Um, might not quite be twenty eight years, but it's a long time, and and for him not to and uh you know to be a reigning major champion the the p j championship last year and then be a healthy scratch at at the masters is it it raises some suspicion. We don't know quite what it's gonna mean, but um, I thought Bob Herrig had some interesting perspective here the Herrig article written on march twenty second It's interesting because it brings up a lot of questions first and foremost, to me, this looks and smells like a suspension, and whether it is or isn't uh a healthy scratch from a current major championship at the Masters, it raised his eyebrows. In light of how critical he was uh, of the PGA Tour, all, of course, in his words, to, to make the changes needed um, to the PGA Tour, whether he was trying to use that tour, uh, the, the SGL as, as leverage or whatever, I, I don't know. But my question is, does that matter? Is that so wrong? Is it worth a suspension? I'll have a clip of PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan in just a minute here, but and Monahan would argue that point that it is wrong that that maybe you, you you shouldn't do that, but it also looks like it might be a silencing. I don't know. It just doesn't look. It just doesn't look good. Good. Um, Harry addressed Phil Mickelson's comments head on, saying from the article here. Fellow players have criticized him. Companies he endorsed have dropped him. His longtime club sponsor Callaway has put their relationship on a pause. And now Mickelson, who has not played in a tournament in nearly two months, is extending his leave with all the manner of conjecture, but no official reason. Personal problems? Money issues? PGA Tour suspension? Augusta National telling him to stay home? All of it's out there, but none of it's corroborated. We are only left to guess. Is there a way back for Mickelson? Earlier this month at the PJ Championship, PJ Tour Commissioner Jay Monaghan suggested that there is, that it's up to Mickelson to make a call and that he would answer. But getting to that point seem, is seemingly harder than envisioned. So Monaghan had this to say uh, regarding Phil Mickelson's absence. How did you react to seeing somebody who's been such a big part of the tour
1: have those direct comments about the tour and its leadership. Well, I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. Um, And several days later he came out and and he said that he wanted to step away and he wanted to take time to reflect. Um, And I'm going to honor and respect that that request and honor and respect the statement that he made. And at some point in time when he's ready to return to the PJ Tour, uh, we'll have a conversation. Um, but again, I think it's important that he has the time that he needs to get there. And so that's, you know, that's kind of where, that's how I look at it. If he wanted to play here this week, could he have played? No, he chose to step away um, to be able to spend the time to reflect. So. It's moot. But that's not something that the tour had a stop sign up that you can't play here this week. There's no stop sign up. Is there a place for him to come back. There's always a place Mike. And I look at. I look at Phil as a player who. Over 30 plus years won 45 times out here. uh, Is a players champion is a World Golf Hall of Famer. Um, and again, when he's ready to have a conversation, we'll have a conversation.
0: And back to the Herrig article. Now, Mickelson is in exile. That great victory somehow enveloped like the crowd that, right. that followed him on the final hole. The tranquility of Augusta National seems seemed a natural place to begin the healing. But the pain will only linger with another question looming. Could Phil Mickelson skip the... The defense of his PGA Championship title at Southern Hills? It seems unthinkable, but so did missing the Masters. It's an interesting point. Um, how long does this linger on? How long does this go? I mean, is there—is there a chance that he doesn't defend his own title? That would be, especially as a healthy scratch, I mean, that would be, I got to believe, unprecedented um i don't know for certain but i gotta believe it it would be really close to to unprecedented i don't know that it would ever have happened before um and so we'll have to see uh where this lands and how this plays out because again the longer it goes on the longer it also feels like a silencing i don't know like don't don't question us we'll we'll have to see but uh on the flip side, guess who's still in the field at the Masters, at least according to Masters.com? Yeah, Tiger. Still on the list of competitors. This, of course, is huge news. It's two weeks away. And after that interview with Jim Nance at the Genesis, it did not sound like he'd be ready. He said something about the like a little hit and giggle. And we're kind of, I think, probably referring to that PNC back in December. But it was the walking, the, the stamina that he could not keep up. This prompted a ton of speculation uh, that St. Andrews might be the best place for him to return because it's flat. TV does not do the hills at Augusta justice. But again, two weeks out, here we are. He's still in the field. Maybe he plays. Why... I mean I think we know why, but but why we're so why the golf world is so tied to a fifty-one year old and a forty-seven year old is, is just not something we ever expected. But these two have meant that much to the game. So um yeah, let's let's hope that we see Tiger. Well, let's hope for what's best for him where when he thinks he's ready. But if he stays on that list, I'd love to see him. All right, next I feel compelled to recap my Des Moines trip um it was i got back last weekend i was there i left early saturday uh 4 a.m on saturday morning and got home at 11 o'clock on sunday night it was a a fair amount of driving but i got 36 holes in um and and honestly it was a ton of fun i tweeted this last week uh when i returned at 11 p.m on sunday night i said a few thoughts about my solo golf trip to des moines one do it go on a golf trip by yourself Get paired with locals, chat with them. It was really fun. Two, they are fiery about their college basketball. And then I tagged the Gophers because I just want to see them do better. Iowa and Iowa State fans really care, and we can too. Um, I, I am trying. This is becoming the the time of year that I do this, during that first weekend of, of March Madness. And honestly, it's so much fun. It's It's awesome to just be able to throw whatever game. game is on on my phone um maybe hook it up to a speaker and just keep tabs on that as I'm golfing it's it's become something I I really enjoy um three it's affordable uh I paid $110 for four rounds $110 for four rounds that's an average of like $27 a round or $28 a round and that included two rounds with cart I mean just unbelievable it's it's awesome um so from that perspective, it's totally worth it. Last year I went to Arizona. Uh, last winter, we were still kind of coming out of the COVID year, and so flights were were excessively cheap, and we were able to do that fairly reasonably. But that weekend was still twice as much as as this weekend was, maybe even more, um, because the the rounds are just so cheap, and you can get there in four hours. You know, gas is gas was probably well, it it one hundred percent was my biggest expense. Um and if that's your biggest expense, it's not not the end of the world. I played a course called Beaver Creek, um, in a in a suburb I suppose of of Des Moines. And then I played Waveland, which is Waveland, I think is how it's pronounced, which is um one of the city courses in in Des Moines, Des Moines City courses, along with Jester Park, A. H. Blank, and Bright Grandview. Um Waveland is is sort of the the premiere of those though. Um, it's the one a couple years ago that I was recommended to play and I had played previous. Um, but the more I play it, the more I realize, the more, the more I think that it's really cool. Um, not super long. I want to say 6,400 yards from the tips. Uh, and they didn't even have those tees out yet. I've, I probably played somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 6,200 yards, but it defends itself super well. Greens are small. Um, and and you really had to play play the ground. I mean, you had to be aware of where your ball was going to bounce, careful where you land it, all those sorts of things. It was, you know, and it's, it's Waveland because it's like the opposite of what you think of in Iowa, you know. You think of flat and corn and whatever, and it's not that at all. I mean, it is up and it is down. I played 36 there. I walked the front nine, um, and then I rode the second because I had to. It was it, it was necessary my legs were were spent uh beaver creek the day before uh the first eighteen, the original eighteen, the east and west course, east and west nine they have three nines uh the east and west nine sort of the original eighteen and I don't know I mean it was fine it was it's it's a great city course you know it's accessible by everyone. you can't get yourself into too much trouble uh but the but the challenge just isn't there and then they went over to the south course. And uh, that's definitely the best of the three. You're playing every club in your bag. Uh, you're on par fours. You're taking irons off the tee. You got to play. You got to play to the left side of the fairway because the whole thing runs to the right. Uh, you're up. You're down. You're, you're elevated greens, elevated tee boxes. I mean, it was a really cool nine. Much much more uh, engaging than the first eighteen for sure. So t- so two courses worth playing if you're on your way there or you know or passing through or whatever the case might be, but it's 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 worth it. I mean, um, there are other courses that was, that were recommended to me that are that are nicer. They're gonna cost a little more, but I mean, it really sounds like I, I I caught some really fun, really fun golf holes when I played uh on this trip in Des Moines. It is it is honestly becoming a this trip for me. The Dell Match Play is next on my agenda of things to talk about here. Uh, it is, we are through the group stage and on to the weekend, which is your bracket. Everyone's taking advantage of bracket season. Um, this tournament, I don't I don't know that it's always been here uh, on the calendar this time of year, but uh, this has been around for a while. They played at Dove Mountain in Tucson for a long time, and, and currently it's in... Uh, Um, Austin at Austin Country Club in Texas and then the format changed I think probably about the time that they switched courses they switched the format there's a group stage uh, where everyone gets three rounds so they get they get a Wednesday a Thursday and a Friday and um, you know I, I, I kind of wasn't sure what to think of it and then I and then I read this well it's about sponsors sponsors don't want to see you know their guy lose on a on a Thursday and then just be done because that's what happens. You don't even get to the weekend. You're you're just done if you're done, right? It's that that's how brackets work. It's single elimination. Um so the group stage gets everyone at least three rounds, gets the gets their logo, their symbol on uh on TV a couple of times. But um we have reached the the winner of each group uh gets entered into the match play Angle, the match play weekend. Uh, The round of 16 is this. Rahm and Kepka tomorrow. Dustin Johnson and Richard Bland. Seamus Power and Tyrrell Hatton. Scotty Scheffler and Billy Horschel. Kevin Kisner and Adam Scott. Will Zalatoris against Kevin Na. Kanaya against Connors. And uh, and Morikawa against Anser. Gotta tell you, out of the left side of the bracket here, Rom Kepka Pry- oh, Scheffler and Horschel—that's a good one too. I, you know, it, I, I would love to see, I would love to see Rom and Scheffler go at it. I think that would be good. That would be a fun round, or fun match play, uh, fun match. And out over on the other side, Morikawa answer Kanai Connor, Zalatoris, Na and Kisner Scott? I don't know. It feels like Morikawa's to. For the taking. Just no one there really stands out to me as someone who is going to challenge Morikawa. I'm going to say that um, you're looking at a Ram Morikawa final with Morikawa taking it. Um, But considering where we're at here, one of the days has to be 36. I would guess that tomorrow is 18 holes on Saturday... And then Sunday, you've got an early Sunday 18 and then a, a late Sunday 18. So lots of golf still to be played this weekend. Um, it's bracket season. Everyone's everyone's taking advantage of that. So um, I will post this round of 16 photo out on my social media. That's at Minnesota Left Handers on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and then I'll post this podcast everywhere that I always do. You'll see it on my sub stack. Uh, I also, I also posted on Spotify and Podbean and YouTube. So you can find it there, uh, in any of those places. And lastly, of course, the state lefty open, which is the whole reason for this podcast in the first place. Uh, the state lefty open is July 16th and 17th out at Riverwood national in Otsego, uh 18 holes on Saturday 18 holes on Sunday 18 holes Saturday round starts at noon the Sunday round starts at 9 a.m give you a chance to get into town in the morning and then a quick getaway in the afternoon Saturday is going to be a busy day we have um nine holes of big cup skins across the street at vintage in the evening 6 p.m this is for anyone really but particularly uh if you can't commit to two days by all means let's uh let's let's get signed up for that nine hole skins i would love to uh fill that up as well i just think that that's a cool way to to get people engaged to get you know new guys to meet some of the guys who've been around for a long time really fun way to do that and then obviously as far as lodging you're kind of in a unique spot you got saint michael or i suppose albertville uh just a little bit way to the south um otsego to the east and monte monticello to the west my my thought is probably go otsego you got lots lots better dinner options and uh they're they're about the same they're five five miles away everything's about five miles away from riverwood and then we're back sunday for the last 18 of the um of the tournament so as a reminder here this is not a tournament that you know it's got this name the state lefty open uh but it's it's not a tournament that that cares about your score um yeah sure scores in the 70s are gonna win but why wouldn't they they should we've got a bunch of flights plenty of guys are gonna be mid to upper 90s um plenty of guys will be in the 80s there's a spot for everyone so come on out and play um if you're interested, you can email me at mnlefthanders at gmail.com uh, or, or throw me a follow at any of your social media channels. That's like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You'll see me there posting a lot, talking about golf, pushing the the, the state op- lefty open here. So with that, thanks for, thanks for listening and check back soon for more episodes.